well, hey, this is Eric. I'm one of the ministers at Regency. I just wanted to thank you for checking out this message. We're praying that God uses this message to draw your heart closer to Him. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we want to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. If you'd like to find out more information about Regency or to check out some other resources, visit our website at regencycc.org. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being a part of our worship here today. And I believe Eric asked uh, the question last Sunday, what would you do if you were in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights? Well, one thing I would do is what Jonah did in chapter 2, and that's pray. And we started our series on the prophet Jonah last Sunday. And today I want to focus on the prayer in chapter 2. An outline of Jonah could go something like this. Uh, chapter 1, I would use the word disobedience. Jonah is running away from God. Chapter 2, there is prayer, and Jonah now is running to God. Chapter 3, we might say preaching. He's running with God. And then chapter 4, complaints. He's trying to run ahead of God. And after reading the story of Jonah, a few questions crossed my mind. What kind of fish was it, and what was its size? Was Jonah conscious for the whole period? If conscious, what was he doing during the three days, and what was running through his mind? How long was Jonah in the sea before the fish swallowed him? How about some food for him, or maybe some chemicals to neutralize the acids in the belly of the fish? What did Jonah look like when the fish vomited him up onto the dry land? That's always been one that I have wondered about, and I wondered if his appearance was really something that really attracted the Ninevites when he got there uh, to the city uh, to preach. Well, my search for answers to these questions led me to Jonah 2. Uh, not that I have definitive answers to those questions, but here in this chapter 2, we have the record of the prayer at what appears to be the end of his three days in this nauseating environment. Jonah chapter 2, and let's just read uh, this chapter, read the prayer of Jonah. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish, and he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol. You heard my voice. For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All your breakers and bellows passed over me. So I said, I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again towards your holy temple." Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. But you have brought my life from the pit, O Lord my God. While I was fending away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple." Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. That which I have vowed I will pay. Salvation 
is from the Lord. Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. Now once thrown overboard, Jonah must have feared for his life. Again, verses 5 and 6, Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. But you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. From Jonah's prayer, I learned some lessons. Number one, when you seek the Lord and cry out to Him, He hears your cry no matter where you are. Again, beginning at verse 1 of Jonah 2, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish, and he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and He answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol, You heard my voice. For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All your breakers and bellows passed over me. So I said, I've been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. So when you seek the Lord and cry out to Him, He hears your cry no matter where you are. Think about where Jonah was in his situation. And so whatever your situation, you can cry out to God and He will hear you. The Psalms make that point. Psalm 18, verse 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of His temple and my cry for help before Him came into His ears. Psalm 31, verse 22, As for me, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplication when I cried to you. Psalm 50, and verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you, and you will honor me. So again, when you seek the Lord and cry out to Him, He hears your cry no matter where you are. And so in every situation, we should pray, pray, and pray some more. Now, I don't want there to be a sign over my prayer life that says, in case of emergency only. I want to pray in any and every circumstance, but I also want to point out that God does hear us and He's aware of us in those most difficult situations. So cry out to Him and He will hear your cry no matter where you are. Number two, God is in control and we should always have trust in Him. Whatever you are going through, remember, God is on His throne, and He is in control. Now, we've been going through a lot here lately, haven't we? Dealing with this COVID-19 crisis. We just had to deal with, with Hurricane Sally, and this has impacted a lot 
of people. I certainly realize that. But I think, again, we have to remember that God is in control, and we should always have trust in Him. Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. Now, it has been estimated that Psalm 118, verses 89, are the center verses of the entire Bible. Now, I want to be honest with you. I have not checked that out myself and counted from Genesis to Psalms and then from Psalm to Revelation. But someone has estimated that these are the center verses of the Bible. And if they are the center verses of the Bible, the middle verses of the Bible, they need to be the centerpieces of our lives. Psalm 118:89. it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princesses. So we must take our refuge and keep our trust in God at all times, remembering that He is in control, that God is on His throne. Number three, keep your focus on God at all times. Jonah 2 and verse 7, While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. So Jonah realizes that while he's fainting away, what did he do? He remembered the Lord, and his prayer came to him. And so I think he was at least trying to keep his focus on God at that very difficult time. And so when we find ourselves in the belly of a fish, Keep your focus on God. And I don't know what that fish may mean for each of you, but when you find yourselves in those kinds of circumstances, remember to keep your focus on God. We all like the song, or remember the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of the earth will go strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. A couple of weeks ago, Andrew dealt with Jehoshaphat's prayer in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and it is a powerful prayer. It's a time when God's people are being overwhelmed by outside forces. They're not sure they're going to be able to defeat those forces, but Jehoshaphat prays, and in verse 12, he says, O our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So what do you do when you do not know what to do? Well, the one thing that you must do, that I must do, is always to keep our eyes on Jesus. And that's what Hebrews 12 reminds us that as we run that Christian race, that we keep our eyes upon the Lord because He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down to the right hand of the throne of glory. But it's important for us to always keep our eyes on Him. A fourth lesson that I learned that it is all about God's plan and timing. Jonah 2 verse 10, Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up, onto the dry land. God had a plan for Jonah. It was God's plan. It was God's timing. And I think we have to remember that. It's all about God's plan and God's timing. And I believe that God does have a plan for us. 
We're all familiar with the Jeremiah 29 passage where God says, I have plans for you, plans for welfare, to give you a future and a hope. And I think God has a plan for us as well. But remember, it's all about God's plan and God's timing. And then a fifth lesson that I learned is we need to trust God to respond to prayers even before the answer is received. Jonah 2 verse 9, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. That which I have vowed I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. So we have to continue to trust in Him at all times. And the Proverbs 3 has always been a favorite text of mine. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. So trust God to respond to prayer even before the answer is received. And so we must keep in mind that this book is not so much about Jonah, a great fish, or the city of Nineveh, but about God. The fish is mentioned four times, the city nine times, and Jonah 18 times, but God is mentioned 38 times. This is an account of God's grace and God's mercy. But I think it's a reminder to all of us the importance of prayer in our lives. And so we must, as Paul said, pray constantly. Pray without ceasing. That's what we need to do at all times. Not just in those difficult situations, whether we're, one is in the belly of a great fish or we're going through some really trying, difficult times. But continue to lift up your voice and pray to God. And remember that God is on His throne, that God is in control. And God is there to help us through whatever situation we may be facing. May God be with you and bless you as we get through these very trying and difficult times.